0: To the Always Be Comedy podcast. My name is James Gill, joined as ever by the People's Prince, uh, my comedy husband, Always Be Comedy's very own Tim Lewis. Uh, Tim, how is everything with you? I'm doing very well. I'm very excited for this episode. How are you? I too am very excited for this episode. We deliberately we deliberately kept this one in the chamber because of who it is and because it's our tenth episode. Now, the Always Be Comedy podcast is where we sit down with someone from the world of comedy. I know I keep saying this, but moving forward, I think we might open it up to non-comedians, but for now, with people from the world of comedy. And they sit down and curate what would be their ideal gig. Who would open it? Who would close it? What is a gigging nightmare that they have experienced that they must never experience again? And on and on and on. Is it an excuse for sweet, sweet comedy chat and gossip? Yes, it absolutely is. And we are here for it. Our guest, we wanted something special for the... Te- I mean, hey, hey, they're all special. Um, we wanted something special for the 10th episode. And we've gone with uh, someone who puts the la" into Always Be Comedy. And it's uh, the pub landlord. It's Al Murray. Uh, a-, a mensch, a, a mentor, a... man, I've run out of M's. I started off strongly there, but dipped very quickly. Uh, One of our favourite comedians and at the risk of sounding like the cheese ball that I am, hey, one of our favourite people. Um, But we love Al-Marie a lot. We look up to him literally and figuratively. He's a strapping beefcake of a man. Um, And also, arguably the best live performer ever. And I include Led Zeppelin in there. I mean, if you've, If you've seen him live, you will know exactly what I'm talking about. He is absolutely extraordinary. Maybe I should save this for the end when we do our favourite memories, but one of my favourite memories in comedy ever was Al Murray obliterating uh, Always Be Comedy. Rob Rouse, who is an eye-wateringly terrific comedian himself, uh, turning to me and simply saying, this is extraordinary. Um, and that is the impact Al Murray has. He's incomparable. He is—he's the best. He—you know—he's the people's champion. Tim, you like me—I mean, I think if you love comedy, you love Al Murray. He's an absolute legend. He is—I think it's fair to say the best at crowd work in the history of stand-up comedy. It's unbelievable stuff. It's—he—he he does this. I just don't want to spoil it, but he does this thing where... And this this is the genius of Al. No two shows are the same. So typically, he will start on the front row, far left, which has been Alan and Carol Benson in the past. And he will do crowd work, starting with that far left seat, works along left to right, then goes on to the second row and goes right to left. And not only is he doing crowd work, but he's doing callbacks, bits, routines... It's incredible. And then, you know, he's not even got to the gear yet. And the gear is phenomenal as well. So uh, if you've never, I mean, we reckon if, you, if you're listening to this podcast, you've probably, you're probably you the sort of person that probably has seen Al Murray live because you love comedy. However, if you've never seen Al Murray live, maybe it's just one of those he's never come to a town near you. Maybe you're one of our overseas listeners. If you ever get the chance, uh, see him live. Also, little lovely little tangent. And I've asked Al if he's watched these. And I know one of his kids had, had flagged it to him. There's some lovely Al Murray reaction videos on YouTube and it's Americans watching Al Murray's comedy and they absolutely love it. Uh, So that's a nice little thing as well. Um, Now Tim, Al Murray as ever is one of the busiest people in the business we call show. So Al Murray has a military book called Command. He also has his World War II podcast, We Have Ways. They also do live events, there is a a We Have Ways weekend. Al Murray is also in a play called The Crown Jewels, alongside Mel Gedroich, Joe Thomas, uh, and many more. It's a heck of a cast, actually. And there is a run at the Garrick Theatre from the 7th of July to the 16th of September. And I, Tim, I really want to go see this play. I, I didn't have to. I walked past Garrett yesterday. It's such a great theatre. I feel like we, I feel like we should pay for it, but at the same time, Al, there is a comp going. There's <laughs> <laughs> two. <laughs> oh, Emily, Emily wants to come as well. Sorry, I really, shouldn't, really shouldn't have said my wife's name on the podcast. Um, and then, oh, spitting image as well. The sp- spitting image. Uh, idiots assemble. Uh, Get tickets to that. They are doing a London run. Uh, Idiots Assemble, Spitting Image, The Musical, the website, londontheatre.co.uk. And that runs 24th of May until the 26th of August at the Phoenix Theatre. Find out more, londontheatre.co.uk. Okay. Also, the phoenixtheatre.co.uk. I've gone. I mean, that was even for me. That that was full on in terms of that the the QVCness of it all. Um, he's busy. You can't help it. He's admirably busy. You you absolutely love to see it, uh, and hopefully, the I mean, the great the great man has a very special special rapport with always be comedy, and hopefully, he will be back soon now then. Timo, the 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 Tuesday Night Club, the Rachel Paris Marcus Brigstock episode last week uh, triggered a, a, a tidal wave of, of joy and positivity, as you would expect from Rachel and Marcus. Some correspondence here, Jake. Genuinely, the joy of Tuesday Night Club got me and Mum through the lockdown, uh, and then uh, the singles. He singles the four of us can he single four people let's go with it <laughs> singles the four of us out for special praise um I, i'm not gonna i can't read that bit out because even for me I, I i feel queasy it's very kind of you jake however he says see you all at the big in real life reunion in july yes indeed we are hosting rachel and marcus it will be a full preview from rachel paris and a full preview from marcus brigstock will there be Hashtag Kennington exclusives, almost certainly. And then they will also come together for a bit of double act malarkey. That is Tuesday, the 18th of July. Always be comedy at the Tommy Field. Tickets are alwaysbecomedy.com slash tickets. Um, another lovely bit of correspondence from X Bat Hen if that even is your real name. Um, Tuesday nights were the social highlight of our week for a time, and I can't express the joy we got from it and the sense of something shared at a time when we were all so isolated. Now, that message, what happened was we we did the podcast with Rachel Marcus, we uh, we put the episode out last Tuesday, uh, available at alwaysbecomedy.com. I don't know. I'm telling you you, you're, you, you are the choir, I'll stop singing. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was the thing when he gets to cinema as a single man they don't do these adverts anymore I'd go on my own I mean I still go on mine now but that, anyway Um and they would I've right, I've bought my ticket I, there, there, there's my money I'm eating my, my nachos drinking my coke whatever and those those adverts that would come on that would wag a finger at you about piracy and I'm like don't tell me off I'm saying, mate i bought my ticket here check my stub I'm the last person you should be wagging a finger at anyway the good thing is I never let it bother me. Um, uh, but anyway, what happened was we put the ep- episode out and then myself, Tim, Rachel, Marcus have chatted subsequently. And then it's it's almost like the the penny continues to drop as to what that was all about. I know we talked about it a lot at length, but we've ended up talking about it even more since the episode has, has gone out. So ex-bat hen, that was a, a very pertinent message. And then uh, Merck... Uh, another member of the Tuesday Night Club, uh, and I didn't want to say posse or massive, so I'll say neither. Um, listening to the podcast on the train with a big grin. Quite so. Uh, it became my thing. It was so important. I imagine the event in July will look like the Muppet Show. Yes, I think that. Yeah, I think that was said with love, and I agree. I sometimes do TV warm up at Studio D, up at Elstree, BBC Elstree and there is a mark on the wall, and that mark is where Waldorf and Statler used to sit because that studio is where they used to film The Muppet Show, and I believe the last time I saw it, someone has put a burgundy velvet curtain over the mark on the wall where the two dudes used to sit. That is nerdy trivia that I hope you can get behind. Um, We have shows coming up, alwaysbecomedy.com slash tickets. Um, Nick, (coughs) excuse me, oh my gosh, Thursday the 18th of May, um, there aren't many left, Glenmore and Bridget Christie, uh, and then an act we talk about a lot, uh, Sharon Wanjohi, we think he's wonderful, Uh, and then another red hot new act, Harry Pettit, I hope I'm saying that right, I apologise if I'm not, Uh, Friday the 19th of May, the one man megamyth, Nick Helm, is at our Wandsworth night doing a full one-man show Friday the 19th of May and then across the summer we've got so many previews from the likes of Ian Sterling. Nope, nope, didn't get that. <laughs> um, Jenny Eclair, Ivo Graham, uh, there's new material from the likes of John Robbins, Rich Hall, uh, many, many more. In fact, we're doing a couple of previews with Ivo Graham and they both nearly already sold out. And then as the as the year carries on, we're doing a, a full run of work in progress shows with Ed Gamble. Um, if you want to get in touch, we are the team at alwaysbecomedy.com. We are across the socials at Always Be Comedy. Uh, and as Tim rightly said, dudes, those five star reviews, it is absolutely bananas what a difference it makes to the charts and all that malarkey so please drop us five stars and if you write a review there's every chance we will read it out and i tell you who's a five-star comedian uh and that is the the great man the uh the incomparable tell you what's in this is a great app he, he brought the thunder didn't he oh my god uh should I say one of my favourites? I won't, but it's very good. It's one of my favourites. It's one of my favourites. Here he is, the maestro, Al Murray. Well, straight off the bat, Al, thank you. Thank you very much. I felt before lockdown, we were good pals. By the end of lockdown, uh, I was ready to start some sort of
1: blood oath with you. So well, we, were, we were some sort of virtual odd couple, weren't we, by the end of it all? <laughs> May not you know, one of the things one of the things I've loved about this new world of Zoom is um, looking at everyone's radiators. You've got a particularly nice rad behind you there. It looks new. It's got a sort a of griddle along the top, which I'm a big fan of, so you can't drop your keys down inside the radiator.
0: These, these? I it's can't good. say enough great things about these radiators. And also, the plumber <laughs> who installed them. I'm not a tall guy. He was. Yeah. He was not the tallest guy. He was so good looking that really? I. It's the. It might be the first time in my life where I've genuinely thought I was living a lie. <laughs> I was like, really. When he finished the job, I was like, stood at the door, you know, tearfully waving a hanky as he left. You know, <laughs> do you? Are you someone who makes friends with your tradesman? Oh, like em, em, to, <laughs> to an, to an embar- Yeah, to an embarrassing degree, to the extent where we had some, this is this, we had some building work done mm. and just before Christmas Day. We. He brought his family over, and we exchanged (laughs) presents.
1: See, I only asked that question because I knew the answer was yes.
0: (laughs) I mean, that is tragic. Um,
1: How about yourself? Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. yeah. The guy did. The guy did my new kitchen. We're, we're, you know, house on fire. (laughs) I mean, even though it cost more money than it should have done, like, yes, I I like you. You know, I I I was. (laughs) <laughs> ours was, I don't know you, but ours was the same. But to the extent where
0: we, we've had other, Harry Hill actually was one person who put this yeah. in my head. The worry is, is that when you get on too well with them, is that they then take longer to do the job and it costs you more
1: money. Yeah. Cause you're chatting and catching up about the kids. Spend all morning, going, ah, oh, you know, what's, what's uh, Angelica up to? Oh really? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And then, and the next thing, you know, you've made another pot of coffee and he hasn't, he hasn't fixed the, uh, you know whatever's wrong with the with the radiator, whatever. Yeah, yeah. No, you gotta be you gotta be careful in life, haven't you? <laughs> you gotta be careful. You can be too nice,
0: <laughs> and then before you know it, you've that money that you have saved x amount of money for the building work, and you're adding mm. a zero onto the end of it and yeah. having yeah. a breakdown. Yeah. Uh Well, I'll tell you what. One of the things I wanted to say to you, and mm. this is what right? What is what's the secret to to your to to longevity? Oh. What I mean by that is. We follow each other on the socials and yeah. I I always lo- I love seeing you rocking these big full rooms every night at a time where let's face it, comedy's in a parlor state. But the fact that you're rocking harder than Pearl Jam after all these years, what's what what's the what's that down to, Al? Is that is that passion?
1: Uh I think it I think I mean it probably actually it probably is. Um, but I think it's also to do with persistence. Um, uh, I when I first started doing the pub landlord, I remember like after the f- second Edinburgh, the first Edinburgh I did an hour, and then I thought, well, I'm going to have to write a brand new hour next year, otherwise, otherwise people can say, oh, it's the same, because that's the the thing you run into doing a character people go, oh, it's just the same. And you think, well, it, yeah, it 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 is the same character, but I am I've moved the material along. You know, the style's the same. It's like saying to Jack D, oh, that's the same Jack. You know, was in fact we love Grumpy Jack. That's why we go see him. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and after that first ed- or second, ed- or someone goes. Well, when are you going to come up with another character? And I'm like, no, 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 no. This is it. This point of view is so powerful, and so um, uh, sort of uh, fecund as a way of looking at the world and feeding subjects into it. And also, I really only you know after two years of doing a thing, I don't think I think you you've just beginning to understand it and. And I've always felt with stand-up is I still really have got, I've I've still got so much to learn about it as a, as a craft. I've got just tons to learn that I still don't know. And, and sometimes I sort of, I'm pulled up rudely by circumstance. Like, I don't know how to deal with this actually, or I haven't dealt with this in a really long time. What do I do? So I've, I've thought persistence has been really the, the thing. And also I just, I've, I mean, I've done, I've done sort of presenting and other stuff, but really, to me, being a comedian is entirely an end in itself. Is a, it's enough to to do for me to 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 try and be a better to try to do stand up and try and do better at it. It's kind of enough, and I sometimes think that makes me because I have stuck to the same thing all this time. Does that mean I'm? Is there something in me that's kind of lazy? Because I haven't come up with something else, <laughs> but then I also think no, that's not it. It's because it's, it's 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 such. Because I find the character such a brilliant way of talking about topics anyway, without having to talk about them. Um, that if, you know, when I first came across it, oh, this is a bottomless pit. And that's that's the secret. It's just sticking with it, persistence, oh. and the passion to stick with it. Uh, also, you and I, we you know, we we'll have gigged with
0: lots of acts. Yeah, they are doing it because they have to do it rather than the Passion and, he, and unfortunately for them, it does show you know, the audience detect yeah. yeah. this. Whereas, after, you and Harry, I find and I've always found so inspiring because you can tell that a main driving force is for the look for the love of
1: the game. Oh and my god, that, and but that like, shines through. But last night, we did a gig in um, we were in uh, uh, I was in Cardiff last night, the new theater in Cardiff last night, and um. And an old mate, an old mate of mine came to see the show and he brought his son who was 14 with him. And this, this friend of mine, he's very sort of, um, he's, he's, he's a very, he's a, he's a cool dad, but he's quite, he's quite sort of protective of his boys from the outside world. And, you know, he was telling at the weekend, I stayed at the weekend and he's telling me about, he's telling me about the sort of firewalls he's put on the home internet. So his kids can't, his kids won't stumble into watching porn. right? So anyway, you know what I mean, right? Absolutely. <laughs> And he's going. Is it so? And and his boy Ned, my godson, he's fourteen. He says, "How suitable is it for fourteen year?" I said, oh, "I said, you know, it's suitable for." I'd have loved it when I was fourteen because he's all yeah. swears and, and yeah. um. <laughs> you won't believe you Look, and he goes uh, F's and C's, and I said, "There's a C, but I will moderate for you because you're because because he's my godson, he's my best friend." But I got I got five minutes into that show last night. I just thought, I am having an absolute. Was, if, when it's going well, you're light on your feet. It's not tiring. You're not having to think at all; it's just happening, and it's like, like dancing. It's just the, it's the, you know, and that's what it was like last night. And especially because there's the, because there's the, the boy there. You want to, you want to, you want to show him that, um, you know, you show him what his god, what his godfather does, and like, uh, and show off a bit on another level. Because in the end, there's that's sort of one of my passions is showing off cool so well well, of course and i think i often think when comedians shy away from admitting that that you go come on yeah come on mate come on get to it um uh, but but um no i mean i do absolutely love it and um and then of course last night the m4 shut the way home so so the you know the the prose the prose comes in and sort of um uh elbows the poetry out of the way quite often in this job. but um but yeah i do i mean i do absolutely love doing it and i still i still really do there's some things you don't like doing like sometimes corporates, it's a bit like a walk to the gallows but um but but um you know i do, i do, i do really love it especially once i've got once i've got the show worked out and the dread of not remembering it all and all that which is the that's my main that's the dread i tend to carry with me is i can't remember it you know i can't remember it and and have i told it in the right order because that's always the that's the thing that always bothers me most. Have I got the order right on this? And does it? Where does it peter out? Is that right that it does? How do I bring it back? And all sort those technical things. But um, yeah, I absolutely love stand up. That's sort of why, in a way, I kind of haven't done anything. <laughs> I haven't done panel shows much or any of that because I kind of I don't I, I don't have a passion for that. Whereas I do really have a passion for stand up. That's why I tour. You know, that's why we're doing ninety touring shows this year. You know, and why I did ninety. In 2019 and year before that, year before, you know that's that's what sustains it. Oh, um, so I mentioned I mentioned Pearl Jam. I
0: wasn't I was intending yeah. to bring up Pearl Jam, <laughs> but they, they put they put their longevity down to the fact that before every gig, um, they do their song order, and no two gigs are the same. Yeah, and so I I would put that to you. I think I think a big reason for you, I could I I couldn't would happily go to every single one of your tour <laughs> shows and I know that I'll be going home each night going that was in the same way that when I go see Pearl Jam yeah I know that that running order wasn't you know no two shows are the same and and that um I'm guessing that also plays a big part
1: rather than you turning up to a place and going yeah here is my set and then going but, that, but, but that's I've done that um it, you know that evolved out of um the sort of the problem of doing a character in cabaret, I mean, and they talk about back in the '90s when you know, when when the world, you know, the world was different and, and everything. But the problem with cabaret character doing uh, in a cabaret scenario is it can turn into the fourth wall goes up. Remember, remember there's a guy and he, um, I can't remember, what, I can't remember what, he, what he did, but there was a bloke and he and he and, he, and you'd, he'd come on and it would be a fourth wall thing, and it was and you. would think well why is a, I can't remember what this character did but I used to think why is he not acknowledging that he's there because if he was a postman or whatever going on stage he'd talk about why he's there why is he what's going on because after all comics were teach lots of comics are teachers at, you know back in the 90s had other jobs but they, but they didn't talk about them yeah they didn't come on and go I am a this that yeah, yeah yeah so I thought well the pub landlord necessarily would go would address why he's on stage or or confront the fact that he's on stage and then I read, uh, 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 and so, so talking to the audience is sort of immediately necessary. And also, I love it. I mean, I remember one of the first people I ever saw live, um, you know, was Julian Clary when I was, um, at, which would have been 1988, I think, at the Edinburgh Festival. So was this uh, John Collins and, fan club, Fanny the Wonder yeah, Dog. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And, well, I think he just retired the dog. I can't remember. Anyway, uh, and he did a lot of... Um, uh, or at the time my memory of it is he did a lot of audience interaction it might be that he didn't do very much it might have been that it was always the same but whatever it doesn't matter it felt like no fourth wall he's completely he's here and we're in a moment with him and it's irreplace it's an uh, uh, unrepeatable moment together and and then so with a character doing the pub landlord who would necess- who would come on and go you're drinking the wrong drink sit up he would do he would do that um, and and you get the double hit of it's different every night and also action defines character completely. So the things he says and does are who he is. You don't have to come on and go, well, I'm a little Englander of this, that and the other, you come on and be it. And then you're talking about those subjects and you're acting them out and showing them so we can all observe them, all that sort of thing. And I found that that then turned into obviously because every audience is necessarily different. It will be different every night. There's no way of avoiding that. And also it means I, cause I, I have such admiration for the comics who can do an identical hour um, all year um, who can, who can go to the Reading hexagon and do it exactly the same as when they did it in Leeds city varieties. I I sort of don't know how people do that and don't go, don't go mad, you know, treat it as a, do they treat it as a mantra? Do they, when they're, when they're doing the bit they don't like, do they hurry up or slow down or do they do it exactly the same? I just don't know. I don't know how people do that and don't get bored shitless is, is what it what it comes down to. So a lot of it, so it's, it's two things. It's to define the character, show the character, it's what he would do, but it's also, so I'm not bored. So I do, so it, I'm enforced into freshness every night. I,
0: I I I could not agree more. And there's, there's act, and then there are certain acts and you and I know that that is the 250th time they've done that particular line, but they make it, they do genuinely make it sound like that incident happened today or they have just yeah, yeah, thought
1: of yeah. it yeah. i mean it's i mean I, like you. I have, that, to, I, I have I to mix it up that, every time yeah i find that completely incredible i don't know how yeah. be, I, I mean i actually don't i've got self-discipline or something to do that you know it's something it's something like that where i've not got the sort of curiosity to curiosity to explore that as an avenue for um for for doing stand-up and and brendan burns remember um he said something really he said something spot on about all this where he goes there's no right way of you know, there's no right way of doing this. What you end up doing is the thing you're good at. <laughs> yeah, <You know, laughs> I mean, that's it, isn't it? That is it. Yeah, you you end up doing the thing you you're good at that you can make work. So so because because you know sometimes when you read sort of critical when you read that's criticism funny. and uh, uh, and and you know that's a that's a another very long podcast that needs to be recorded in the middle of the night with a big bottle of scotch. When you <laughs> get get philosophical on the on on that aspect, of it. but basically. <laughs> you will often you read you know comedy ought to comedy ought to be this and ought to be that and you sort of think well where do you fit tim vine into this picture of comedy yeah. ought to be confessional or ought to be political or ought to be personal or ought to be um uh challenging or ought to not be funny you know all those all this where do you where, you know and tim's tim's doing the thing he thinks he's doing the thing he's really good at in the way that I'm doing the thing I'm good at, and and Frankie Boyle's doing the thing he's good at. You know, it doesn't make any. It's sort of it doesn't make any sense to come up with these um these sort of enforced ideas of what it ought to be because I can't do I can't do though I can't bloody do those things. I can't do the thing someone who does the same thing every night does. I can't do it, and and and, and if I tried, I think I'd I think I'd hate it. And we would go back to where we started. I love doing what I do, and I'm not going to sort of put myself through some sort of mangler to do it in a way I don't like sort of mad it's sort of bananas a demand of creativity in the end i suppose
0: in the same way that you know a gut you know an, an act who loathes crowd work yep. loathes improv they're not yep. going to come on and go so then madam yeah, wait yeah, on yeah, what yeah. you do it, it makes make no sense yeah exactly exactly I, i'm not putting me through
1: this i'm not putting them through this either <laughs> yeah 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 exactly exactly and, and you know let many flowers bloom as well everyone's got their own style so let, let, let me get on with it my fear is if I'm on a bill though because I'm so if I do bills my big thing is I'm so used to just doing my own evening setting the tone right from the minute we come on that's my night and that's what we're in for my because my, I'm doing a benefit tonight and I've always got this lurking thing of like if someone's really good on a bill You've then got to come on and go no 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 no, no. we're not going in that direction. <laughs> we're going this way now. And I mean, have um, I mean, every- also.
0: I mean, I'm not. I'm, I'm not trying to sound like your uh, Jurgen Klopp or anything here, but <laughs> bear in mind that any bill you appear on, every other comedian on that bill will be on their way, and I promise you this is true. Thinking, I can't wait to watch Al Murray.
1: <laughs> well, uh, well, that's, I hope that, that that's very sweet. I hope that's true. Because, because, because there's the other thing where you sort of think, oh, I've been around a long time. I've been around a long time. And maybe, you know, uh, 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 Dara said something quite funny quite recently. We said something like, at some point, maybe, maybe what's going to happen is this going to stop coming, see me, seeing me. And it's all going to, it's all going to go to Romish, And that'll be the end of that. So, <laughs> time to hang up the hang up the boots he says I'm glad they're still coming out to see me and there's a bit there's a you know that I think what's quite interesting about um the way the way the the sort of last 30 years have panned out because that's how long it's, you know I've been around really is that actually you can get longevity out of this you can stick around a long time and what hasn't happened is there sort of hasn't been a revolution where we've all been we've all been deposed and um uh De, you know, decapitated. I mean, I noticed my audience is sort of coming with me age-wise, but that means they're now bringing their kids. So- um, Fresh market. So there's a, there's a fresh market coming through. So, you know, <laughs> you know, one day they'll be bringing their, their dad in a wheelchair, but, you know, like but, uh, uh, to watch me in a wheelchair. But you know what I mean, it's that, it's that sort of, um, it doesn't, it doesn't, f- I mean, it doesn't feel like that's happened really. Some pe- people fall, Some people have fallen by the way, son, but they do because that's show business. But I mean it doesn't feel like that but maybe that's just you know i I always used to I always used to have this sort of thing you just just stick around people get used to you don't change the essential don't change the central message you know uh uh just keep going keep keep buggering on you know and that's that's what's worked for me with it now I'm someone who pays i I mostly pay my mortgage through
0: doing crowd work right so yeah chatting, with having a nice rapport with a pensioner from yeah. Scunthorpe, a yeah. TV warm-up, whatever it might yeah. be. So I, I I consider myself, dare I say, it, good at crowd work. Oh, right? you're brilliant at it.
1: You're fantastic no, but, at it.
0: Well, there's a, I mean, thank you. There's a huge book coming. Then I saw Al Murray. Now, you can go, you can go one of two ways, right? You can, yeah. It's a bit, like, a bit like being a championship footballer, seeing a <laughs> Pete, Lionel Messi. You can either think, I am so jealous of Lionel Messi, I can't even watch yeah. this. Yeah. Or you can think... How privileged am I to be alive at the same time as probably the greatest person who's ever done this? So well, uh, thank when, you. when <laughs> did you... Re- Fordy, mutual friend of ours, Matt once yeah. said to me, he goes, he goes, you're great at crowd work. And I went, thanks very much. He goes, but you will always be the second best at crowd work. And we both <laughs> went, Al Murray. <laughs> you know? um, oh, that's very when, nice
1: of you both. Go when, when,
0: when, did, when, did that, when did that... When did you realise that you were champions league level when it came to crowd
1: work was that immediate no 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 it took ages to work on It took no me, way yeah because because i start when i started did the, the when i first did the pub landlord there really wasn't very much there used to be a sort of set piece where i'd drag someone on stage at the end of the show but there really wasn't very much crowd work in it at all and and like i say i ran into this problem where i thought in cabaret you know jonglers at one o'clock on a s- sort of saturday morning you couldn't come on and, and do five jokes in character it just didn't it wasn't the way to grab people. It just didn't quite have the the sort of punch through to establish the character, because um, you know you you're trying to get them to accept that you're someone you're not necessarily when everyone's being themselves. You know, so yeah, so but but by, by sort of. Um, so I did four Edinburgh four four Edinburgh shows that, that sort of panned out for me, and then the year after that, I thought, right, I've actually got to figure out how to do this crowd work properly so i've been doing the character about five years so i had him worked out so that it was a question of applying him to the audience and, and within a couple of years i've really I'd, and i really 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 worked on it and i worked on it by writing uh, the first thing i did was i wrote down sort of 30 jobs i could possibly think of 20 uh, two answers to each and then threw the list away and then i'd do it again throw the list away so you've done the you've put you've set the set the wheels in motion in your head, but you're not using it as a Rolodex. Because you, 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 if you do that, and I do do, if I'm tired, I do end up doing that. I've got a couple of, got a couple of standard answers. And every show I do, I'm looking for two people as marks for later. Yeah. Although they, although I've started to not do that because I was getting in the habit of doing that. And the, the, thing to, the thing to, the thing to, the thing to avoid is having the habits dominate how you do the crowd work. Because then, then it, then it stops being improvised. Um, uh, And then, And then it really, and then there was a show I remember, I can't remember which show it was, but there was one I was doing where I thought, right, okay, I'm not going to do an opening joke. And I told myself, I am not going to do an opening joke. I'm not going to do anything to set out stall at all. And we will, we will do half an hour straight before I look at my watch of, of improv. Amazing. And, and it worked. I remember, (laughs) I remember it not working in Torquay. (laughs) But that that might be a site specific problem but just just like okay uh, uh, and thinking well because what i do you know so so what i do is do that and and then i'll after after half an hour tie the threads together and go into a first set piece sort of 10 minute thing and then another and then a bit more improv and then another one and then another set piece and then there's your hour like that and 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 i also used to frank skinner when i I opened for frank like 30 years ago and i was a sort of cub and um he he always because he'd been a teacher and he used to talk about 20 minute attention spans and how in a classroom you've got a 40 minute lesson or 45 minute lesson you do 20 minutes and you do five minutes futile and then you take them in take them home in the last 20 and then you'd watch him doing standing thing oh right okay that's what's that's what's going on and so I'd sort of think try to think I tried to think in those terms as well of how long you could pick them up and carry you and put them put them down and then do some stuff and then move it on. Um, and ver- and the join often doing the join from from the improv, because if you've got the improv flying, people don't want you to stop, but you t- I feel you have to, you've got to do a written thing to t- you can't just do half an hour, 45 minutes crowd and go see in part two. You can't do that. Feel that that that, that that's cheating. Or it's or it's you know every now and again when I'm doing the crowd work someone will go get on with it and I'm like well, mate this is it this is this is, the, this is it like I need 20 people on the go here 25 people before we can really move on yep. but no i I think I, I don't know I think it's a, sort of 15 it would have been 15 years ago really so or a bit more than that maybe 20 years ago where I' thought right I've, I've I, this is it this is the this is the sort of signature of the act. But really because it is that thing that it, it delivers the character to you without me having to do any lines you know you've not got to write the lines because the character lines are quite hard because sometimes they need to be quite i used to have this old line which was um you know i'm all for equality that's why i let my female staff work longer so they can earn the same as the men right, <laughs> right? which is you know, him trying him trying to do the right thing and getting it wrong right right yeah and but- even even every now and again you'd get someone go that's sexist you think oh for fuck's sake So actually being the person by talking to people and using the action to display the character is a better way of doing it than, than lines that lines that would um, set the frame, you know, at the start. So I don't know every now and again, every, every now and again, it's sort of, um, it doesn't desert me, but every now and again, you, 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 I was in, where was I? Kings Lynn and the fifth bloke along the front was a lorry driver. And you're like, that's five of you bastards now. Try florries. Like sure, give, yeah. Give, give me something else for Yeah, please. He, yeah. Please, oh, gods of comedy. And then I work my way back. There was a woman in the third row who danced with dinosaurs at a local dinosaur park. And you're like, just like, hallelujah! Oh, oh my I'm, god! You're like, I am, I am saved. This is it. Um, uh, you know that I've been, I have been rescued. From this uh, this grind of what's in the lorry, you know, like uh, you know, you know what I mean. Or yeah. Uh, 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 anyway, yeah, I don't know. I uh, I, I sort of the, the, the crowd work doesn't. It, it, it's just part of how I do it. So I sort of don't. I don't get too hung up on. You know, it works as well. If it didn't work, I wouldn't do it. It's the other the other comedian's maxim: is if it doesn't work, you don't do it. That everyone everyone is a stand up. Anyone, any comedian will tell you that. That's what it comes down to. If It doesn't work, I don't do it. You know. <laughs> yeah. Simple as that.
0: The, the lady... I've got to ask. The lady... Because if I don't ask now, I'll WhatsApp you later. The, yeah. la- the lady who danced with dinosaurs, where did you take
1: that? Oh, um, oh, that it was all like a sort of lap dance for a T-Rex, you know. <laughs> or a lap dance. Lap dancing for, you know, for a raptor and all this, you know, like a bump and grind and all this sort of thing. And then, and then basically, like... Like accusing her of being delus—basically accusing her of being delusional, you know, and um, and all this sort of thing. But I had a but but there was a family with us, so we could run it through, run it through them as well. Um, so you know, I mean, I you know, I, often I often I, I remember more what they did than what I ended up saying because it's because it's the hop off point. It's always about the hop off point. There was one night in Dartford where I had a bloke. A bloke who worked in a aspe- asbestos removal who was sat next to someone who did cremation, and you're just like, <laughs> come on! He's like, thank, thank, you know, thank you. And I said, have you got a card? You know, <laughs> but don't, you, got, you know, you got a card, but don't, don't try burning him. You know, you, you'll never, you'll never. There's a tough nut to crack and all that. And you just sort of think, you know, thank you. This is, and it's all, and it's all. I mean, some of it very often is, is pub landlord attitude, but some of it's just funny and that, and that, that's all right too. Cause again, if it works, it's going in has always been my attitude. If it works, it stays in, you know, and, and, and being funny is the sort of, um, the absolute priority. Having talked about all that, you know, character dictates action or action dictates character, but being funny is the, is the, is the thing in charge. Yeah and also that's the thing you you know you'll get
0: guys will keep coming back gender neutral guys i can't emphasize that enough guys will keep coming back because you made their stomach ache for an hour two hours you you know you don't forget that and so it's yeah. right whenever that guy's back in torquay we're there and i think that's yeah. why people see you 5 10 15 yeah. 20 times
1: because they they want that hit don't they well i think so and i and um uh, and the and the you know and the other thing is is if you know, if they if the show's got a different title, it'll be a different show, is the other thing. And I so I do I do I do make sure that every 18 months we go out when we when we or every two years when we go out, we refresh, they are they are not getting what they got last time. And, and I think that's really, really, really with a character as well, that's really, really important because otherwise, there is that thing of it's the same, you know. I, 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 I did laugh at the guy who said, go, who
0: shouts get on with it at an Al Murray show? That guy at Woodstock would have been... Can you imagine Hendrix
1: doing a guitar solo? Yeah, all right, Jimmy, come on. Yeah, well, I could, I could sort of... I mean, I could, you know, I could see it. If it's not their cup of tea, it is get on with it. You know, if, if what they want is, you know, hard... Uh, observational, straight-up observation. Because after all, a lot of... I mean, I was talking to Jeff Northcutt about this the other day. A lot of what, a lot of what I do is sort of cloaked observation. There are observations built into it but they're coming from a from the landlord's point of view so you get so you get to use the I mean everyone's cannibalizing everything all the time anyway um uh in stand-up you're using all the all the working parts but coming up with your your own mixture and and also you have that there are there are
0: elements with you where the crowd will think it's improv but you and I know that
1: it there are bits that are the actual sets that that oh yeah, yeah, yeah 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 oh absolutely absolutely and 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 like and that's where the that's if you're good at it then then they never notice the, they never ever ever notice the gear shift um uh um but some nights some nights you you know you can land the gear shift wrong and all that sort of thing when you're going into the thing that's sort of more worked out i mean what i tend to do is the first half is the first this first half i'm doing is an hour long and 40 minutes of it is in, improv and te- there's two 10 minute set pieces and then the second half is is the other way around. so there's so it's a set. The second half is a set, is a set of things, and, and with but with callbacks from the people from the first half.
0: Oh mate, yeah, I mean it's it is it is extraordinary, you know. So I, I'm not spoiling anything here, but Al, will, you know, you will do, you might, you might do crowd work with the first couple of rows, and then there's how you do it. I I honestly don't know how you do it, but there are callbacks with the guy third from left on the front row that yeah. relates not only to the show but to the the woman who's fourth from right on the yeah. second i mean it's 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 high wire stuff isn't it
1: oh well yeah if, yeah well thank you yeah if it, i mean if it, it when it when it works i mean you can i mean the, the other i mean the other thing that's really good about it as a as a method is if if you're not getting anything out of anyone you just move to the next person yeah you know just be another one along in the minute you know just 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 move on and 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 that sort of that woody allen thing is to stand up being like a shark you've got to keep moving is, is is that's really that's i always think that's self-evident absolutely yes and also it's, we know with some people you can tell within two seconds that you need to move on yeah 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 yeah, yeah. well there's a bloke last night who'd like inspected fishery lakes Outside Cardiff, and I, I got going another. it's boring. But Right, um, you, next guy. <laughs> yeah, next guy. And that's all right because I had. By then, I was sort of, sort of twenty in. Perfect. Um, uh, and that that'll do, wouldn't it? Upgrade your home now at Blinds.com's Anniversary Sale and celebrate savings up to 50% off premium window treatments for years to come. Shop 100% online for modern Roman and woven wood shades, shutters, motorized options, and more. Do the installation yourself or have Blinds.com handle it. Say cheers to Blinds.com's free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee. Shop Blinds.com's Anniversary Sale now for up to 50% off. Save up to 50% at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
0: But so you're you, you're putting on your dream comedy gig now. Do you have any pre gig rituals?
1: Uh, I like to um, drink a cup of tea and read a book and sort of have a quiet, quiet time, and uh, <clears throat> and be left alone. And it's me and my tour manager who like you know are now like a married couple. Yeah. Um. Uh. Although we skipped the sex part and all that, and um. Uh, so there's Just no kissing. disappointment. There's no disappointment that there isn't any anymore. Um uh, the, the um no one's noses out of joint. Um uh marginally t- no, let's not get bogged down in that. And, and um uh, and he knows basically there's some because I because it's quite interesting, there's one or two people I know who, who like to come back stage, and if they're excited, they sort of transmit nerves or they transmit nervous energy. And I don't really like that because I because I mean there's always that thing when you do when I when you when um uh i play like a london show suddenly all these people come out the woodwork and want to be there and like management and 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 all this people turn up and i always say this show is the same as a show in hull it's the same as a show in uh preston in uh in uh nantwich wherever where were you fuckers then um uh i want to i want us to just carry on as that's it's normal and, and we used to have a Back when people used to make DVDs, we would have an issue with this where suddenly there's loads of people around when there were none ever. And they're sticking the oar in and they're making suggestions. Well, not even that that. It's just this sudden this complete disruption of, of basically just everyone's cool, everyone's calm. Adam sits at his desk and he goes, 10 minutes, and then at five minutes, that's when I put my costume on, and then we go, you know, zero. I'm a I like zero drama, zero fuss. Um because there's because there's going to be plenty of fuss and drama on stage they don't we just like, like let's let's stay cool and i mean if anything resembles a ritual it's playing um uh, kettle versus sink in the dressing room to see if we can get the kettle under the tap and make a brew and that's about it but these the thing is these are even like from from an
0: almost sports psychology point of view these are all things like crucial things that help you so when that first footstep hits the stage you're in that Correct
1: yes. headspace. Yes. And anything that's disrupting that is fucking that up. I mean, I just like it all to be to, to roughly run this just the same every night, you know, and uh and hundred percent. And there's fist bumps with the crew before I go on. And but that but but it you know, and and all and also the other thing I always do just before I go on is say, where are we, what day is it? That's and a great... that is a mate, how many I can't I can't get enthusiastic enough about this. How many people do we know when we're talking big names? Oh yeah. Well, the, so, the, the, but the thing is, is we're in Northampton, Nottingham the week before last, and I forgot to ask just before I went on and I went on about uh, it being Thursday and it was Wednesday. Because one of the things that happens with touring is you you, 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 you lose your moorings on what day of the week it's pretty quickly. Of course so, you do. So um, yeah, what day is it? <laughs> Where are we? <laughs> and, so, so and so that's like, ritual number one, actually. now now you mentioned it. That's, that's the one. That's a great story. ritual.
0: Because you know, otherwise, you can you can go on. You're you're talking about York for ten minutes, and it turns out you're in Bradford. Yeah. And then the crowd of the crowd
1: across. Yeah. And the day of the week in particular that you could I, the minute I'd said it, I thought, oh, what, what, what? And then I get I get off back I get backstage for the interval, and someone's tweeted me it's, it's Wednesday, you plum, you know. <laughs> people
0: people being a bit nervous and. Uh, they're a bit on edge, and then that will transmit to you, then you're not yeah. in the right headspace. Yeah. And as you say, in Hull, Newcastle, Manchester, etc., you've just had that process of entering the venue, doing the yeah. same thing, sink yeah. versus kettle, and if yeah. something
1: interrupts that, it's... Yeah, and it's weird, because very often you do want to, especially because, you know, you over the years, you accrue people you want to see wherever you're going, and people want to come and say hi, but they've got to pick, they've really got to pick their moment, you know, because, because um, we are just trying to, we are just trying to, so that the show starts on the same footing every night. You want the, the last half hour, last hour to be the same every night, really. Um, and they're, they're, you know, I really hate being late. Um, there was one time where we got, you know, where we got stuck in a, on the M56 and I was late to a gig in Lancaster, Lancaster, literally walked in, walked in, put the suit on, went on stage. And you think it's not that you haven't got time to gather your thoughts, you haven't got time to zip your trousers, flies yeah. up, you know, it's like a really bad that, but anyway. Um, uh, yeah, sink versus kettle, calm, it's not zen like calm, it's none of that bollocks, but um, you know, just like no drama, thanks. And that's why the day I met Adam, which was 12 13 years ago, I said to him, I told him, I just said, I don't do drama, that's all you need, no, and so there hasn't been any. You know what, I mean, Always Be
0: Comedy Tim, one of his great qualities is no drama. We yeah. just look, we, it, it, and it counts for, also, without making it too heavy, I'm, I'm more than 11 years sober. There's a guy I know who's been sober longer than me. And I said to him, what's the best thing about, you know, the two words I'm going to say, I says, what's the best thing about being sober? And he said, no drama. And yep. that, it, it counts
1: for so much in life, doesn't it? Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because, because, you know, then there's less surprises, and I don't know that I like surprises. Well,
0: li- life will life will throw up enough surprises. We don't need to go looking for more surprises. Well, I mean,
1: uh, yeah, especially after two, I mean, two years of a pandemic. Have you not had enough fucking surprises? <laughs> <laughs> so, who who would you MC? Who would you have as an MC? Um, well, I think probably someone like Rob Rouse. Actually, I think Rob, because th- there's. You know, there's people. You, there's people. You know, he, he's sort of got a, an ability to animate any circumstance. So probably him, actually. And also okay. the, the the thing with Rob, is
0: his writing is great, his performance is great, his delivery is great. Yeah. But his his whole persona, his his energy. You you know you he's got that thing of um,
1: you what you sort of want to be his best mate. Yes, it, that that's exactly it. And I think for comparing, that's really really important because after all, what you're trying to do. It's create a room where basically everyone trusts each other. So they know if someone's taking the piss in the end, they don't mean it. And they know if they say something off color in the end, they don't mean it and all that. And if we're all pals, um, because after all the, the most of the laughing we do in our lives is with friends. A, a comedy gig is a very unusual environment. Actually, lots of people sat together, who don't know each other laughing. That's quite a peculiar um, thing yeah. when you stop to think about it. Um, so to have someone come on and turn us all into friends and create a create trust um which is basically what it comes down to is really you know it's really important when we we're doing
0: the online gigs we, we you know we always started with the tech check just to make sure everyone's wi-fi is all right yeah. and the picture's yeah. all right and rob rouse comes on on his phone and tim yeah. and me are both oh right okay uh while secretly thinking oh please god don't do it off your phone and rob's yeah. going do you, mind, do you mind? if I do it off my phone? He goes. The pictures all right. right. The, the the sounds all right. It's works all right on the other ones. And so me and Tim both go. Mm. Um, sure. Well, of course, I, Rob knew exactly what he was doing because what yeah. Rob did he's taking us on a tour of his house. We're yeah. out in his garden. Yeah, we yeah. get in his car.
1: You know, and it, awesome. and it was.
0: It's one. You know, it was one of the best of those mixed bill nights. It was one of
1: the best sets that anyone yeah. did because we were in the hands of a master. You know. Yeah, and he was thinking about the medium and. You know, in the way that a, a comic reads a room, he was creating a room. I mean, it's that's really brilliant. That is brilliant. There you go. Yeah. So, movie. yeah, Rob Robbers Company. I mean, that's 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 that you've made that easy for me. That recommendation there. I could honestly, I'm going to nick that as well. <laughs> him, him sat in his car. Yeah.
0: I think, I think at one point he was trying to sell the car. <laughs> That's one. That's one of the uh, images that's like burned on my, in, in a good way, like burned on my retina from those online gigs. Was, oh, that's brilliant. Was Ra- Rouse outside? You know, he's uh, uh,
1: that's brilliant.
0: W- wonderful and a and a, a great uh, a great human. And I, I know Brig uh, yeah. Brigstock and Rachel Parris, two of the pals of yeah. the night. I know they they both. I think they take a bullet for Rouse. They 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 yeah. adore him, don't they? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, he's a spectacular bloke. So. Opener, who, who would who do you have to open? Him? Who would I have to open? Well, I'm quite like um uh and there was more of this around when I was when I was starting out, is sort of um you know uh well I was going so the Raymond and Mr. Timkins review is what I would go for, but I Amazing. don't know I don't know whether you open with them because they're very hard to follow, but what they certainly do is they bust the night wide open and Make it like okay, uh, uh, everything's permissible and all that. So I think I think actually no, let's have them open. Why not? They won't thank me for it, but let's have them open. Yeah, but also yeah. there's a, there's a break after them. Yes. Okay. Well then, fine. Perfect. If it's, a, if it's a break, yeah, yeah. So I think them cause cause, because because the, because you know um, the, there's been there's been a sort. I mean, it, it's very interesting, like how stand up has sort of. There used to be a lot more special acts and sort of mad shit in the nineties when I started out, like you know, like the Iceman and stuff like that. You, you remember him? No, I don't remember the Iceman. He used to come on with a giant cube of ice and try and melt it. Amazing. And the pet there was, you know, Mister Methane and that sort of thing. Yeah, sure. And just sort of madder, wackier stuff, really. Than you know, I mean, the other thing's changed is everyone's really good now. <laughs> it's the, the big, the big sea change is that everyone's really good and they tend to be really good. Quite quickly or early on, <laughs> um, rather than soldering away, being a bit shit for a few years and then and then figuring it out, which is how sort of how it used to be done back in the as far as I can tell, back in the day there were no courses and all that. Anyway, but um, yeah, so I yeah, I, I go Ray, Raymond and yeah the, the, them because they're they're really they're just they're really funny and I once died horrendously following them right back you know twenty five years ago like absolutely shit in the bed following them like catastrophic. And it was because they were incredibly funny, and I wasn't incredibly funny no, <laughs> there was no way of there was just no way of coming on after it you know what 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 was that like like what what <laughs> what era was that when
0: they started and then also they're so synonymous with that incredibly i mean you know you, you could make a movie of that 90s scene because yeah, of the yeah. names that were coming
1: you know the the quality and quantity yeah. Was was jaw-dropping. Um, yeah, well, and you know, um, up the creek on a Sunday night and all that and, and uh, the whole thing around Malcolm. Um uh oh, it might be a bit shit, don't I? Yeah, let's see, you know, all that. Um, which which sometimes you'd thank him for that attitude because it meant there was in a strange way, like a an anti-pressure. Um, because he he wouldn't give anyone much of a build-up. So you're like, we were all being created equal in that's other times you'd think, I'll oh, just just please, please, like help me along here. Um, and you know, I, 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 I mean, i stood I, I remember going to up the creek. Um, uh, I mean, probably the last time I played it, it's, it's probably twenty years ago. This, yeah. And I'm, I'm on the quiz machine with Vine. You know, Tim, and we're playing, you know, we're playing away, and we're both, both, um, uh, uh keen quizzes and all that. And he says to me, um. Uh, do you like playing it? And I said, I do, but but I'm always nervous. He goes, Yeah, yeah, me too. This is one place I'm always nervous. And I said, I said, why? And he goes, Well, the feeling I have in this room is if you've got four comics on, there's laughs for three. There's laughter for three. Enough laughter in the room for three. And so what I tend to not want here is anyone to go too well. And we like, and we're and, and it's like he'd read my mind and going, Absolutely, that's exactly it, Tim. It's exactly how I feel, right? But he was on before me, so he goes on. And he died, died this like he died this sort of what one of those deaths we think what's going on what yeah. it's this is hilarious what and he died cataclysmic death uh, you know did all the whole lot speeding up muffing it comes off and he, and I'm still at the Christmas I hope you're happy now <laughs> <laughs> and and then you know and then I went on and I went on and and absolutely killed you know had a brilliant yeah. had a brilliant one but it was that sort of um, that sort of uh, uh that's that scene, that club, that whole thing. It was, it was an amazing. It was a really interesting thing. The really interesting sort of part of the scene, and because it was out in, De- out in Greenwich, you know, it felt sort of, it felt like you were going further out. It didn't feel like part of the sort of round the kind of round the West End, North London thing at all. Oh. It felt like it was another planet, and um, and so the rules were a bit different there. What what happens there?
0: Right when we've all seen it, we're we're stood side of stage and an act we love is doing all the great things and you know, it's brilliant and you know, it's hilarious and it's silent. What, what is,
1: do you, I don't, I, I, well, no I don't know. I don't, know. I don't know. I mean, very often, I think it's just, um, it, it, and it's the sort of touches on the thing we talked about earlier, which is that the idea that if someone set the tone really well, bringing a new tone in, well, that's the, tr- the the tricky bit on a bill so you're bringing a new tone in and you're asking people to you're basically asking people to to adopt a different sense of humor for a minute you know uh uh, uh than the one they so if you've got a compare is sort of robust in a certain way and then someone comes on and they're quite quiet they've got they've got to really make the quiet tell and if they don't quite you know what i mean or all the, the other way around you know if someone's very still and then someone's hyperactive it can it can th- th- there can be a proper collision you've got to they've got to adjust their headset, which is again, why, you know, I mean, when I've had support acts on tour with me, if they're, if they're a bit good, it could be a, it, like, it could be a problem. You know, the last and the last support I had with me was, was, was Chris Ramsey, who just got better and better and better and better and better from the, you know, start of the sort of 80 dates we did together. And by the end, it was like, it was like, could you fuck off please? Like, <laughs> you're too good. You're causing me, you know, the, the sort of re rejigging of the puzzle I had to do at the start of my turn was to, was, like too much, too, too much work, not work, but like was, was, was a difficult magic trick, you know? And I think maybe that's it, but I don't know. It's some, every now and again, it's completely mysterious. You'll see someone, you'll see someone you love, who's amazing. And and um, a few years ago to the fringe, I brought the Doug Anthony All-Stars, who were a, an, an Australian trio, who I went to see when I was like 19 and who blew my mind when I was a kid at the fringe. Yeah. I got them to come back. And one of them's got MS. Uh, Tim's got MS and he's really not very well, but they were doing this amazing show where they were confronting all that. It's really, really brilliant. But, and we'd have them on in the, in a support gap in my friend's show that year. And, and I, as far as I can, as far as I'm concerned, they are like the inspirational shape-shifting groundbreaking people. Yeah. And in fact, we'll have them on in this, we'll have them on in this show. And they, they, they do their bit and often to like sort of disgruntlement like it was an imposition on the audience that I booked these people. And I have to find that thing very often when you do a thing where I'm introducing people and they don't go well, you sort of think, what's wrong with you people? I booked, I booked this act. I like them. I chose them. So if you don't like them, that's it. I I, I, I don't understand what, what's going on anyway. It's like we're having a
0: disagreement almost.
1: Yeah, it is. That's exactly what it's like. Yeah. 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 And that sort of, the, the sort of trust we had, the understanding has sort of been disrupted. But yeah, I mean, um, it is a it is an eternal mystery when someone really, really been... And watching Tim die was sort of inexplicable, you know, like the because he knows what the jokes are and what they're for and how it works and the tone and the relentlessness and all that. And it was it's like they couldn't care less. And you're like seeing someone who cares so much go to an audience who really didn't care. It was really it was um and like I say he comes off and goes, oh you know all right for you <laughs> <laughs> well, that, well that's the one out of the four out of the way um yeah.
0: <laughs> i mean not not that we not that you would ever do this but as, as i say, there have been times where you, you sort of want to walk on
1: mid mid oh, yeah. set and
0: like take uh, sorry yeah, everyone can, me, can you,
1: you want me to come on now you know, <laughs> can to help so, out crowd can you up your fucking game because i know yeah, that yeah, this is fucking yeah, dying yeah, you know yeah,
0: yeah. right so we're, we're broken after the opener great choice of opener so uh, yeah yeah uh, crowd of crowd of thrill yeah uh who do you have on in the middle
1: i would put lou sanders on brilliant i love lou and i like um i like how sort of loopy it all is i, th- I think that she's cuz she is loopy right but that she's prepared to be loopy on stage and none of it to really join up or make any sense and all that sort of thing in the in the, in the way she does it and i uh, first i first saw her in melbourne i think in 2016 and thought what the, What? Where? Where's she got this from? Where's it come from? What is it? And um, she's she's uh, she. Uh, I mean, I just I just love her. I just love what I love what she does, and I love she's such a clear and different voice and and all that. And obviously, um, you know, again to go back to to go back to when I started, you'd regularly read articles in newspapers like, "Are women funny? Can women be funny?" And obviously, the problem is at some point someone answered that question rather than saying, "Next question, please." And so it became a question that would, you know, that you'd you did see it once a year. And even in The Guardian, you'd get, you know, can women do comedy? You'd see it sort of booted about. And the fact that I think we are, we're, we're plainly out the other end of that now. But 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 for a long time it was kind of like there were subjects for women to talk about if they were going to do stand-up it was sort of where it sort of evolved to at one point, I think. And the fact that to see someone who is not occupying any of that ground at all. That was, that was kind of a default 20 years ago is incredibly exciting and she's good at it. And she's very charming and she's, you know, and all that, but loopy being loopy, I think loopy loo, you know, it's, it's, um, do you know what
0: I mean? I know, mate, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm committing a podcast crime. Cause what I'm doing is I'm smiling and nodding in agreement. Whereas yeah, yeah. The, the listener might be thinking, Oh, James, is not going for this. Um, Lou i mean without my, my wife my wife's very fair accusation of me is that i'm the comedy equivalent of a lovey right yeah 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 and so i, I to go full lovey on on lou sanders the, you are not going to meet a, a sweeter offstage you're not going to meet a lovelier sweeter more considerate caring um sympathetic empathetic human i mean she's we, we did something just last week and yeah. i had something on my mind that I thought I was doing a very good job of hiding. She the 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 nanosecond she saw me, yeah, yeah. James, what's wrong? Come yes. to my dressing room and we'll talk about it. And we yeah. did. Yeah. Um I, I can't say enough great things about her. And then on stage, as you say, you know, lots of acts are derivative of X. you know, oh, yeah. I can tell they're a fan of Noel Fielding or I can yeah, tell yeah. that person is a fan of Lou's got her it's like she's playing in
1: the corner on her own in the best way yeah. possible. She's yeah. she's got her own vibe going, hasn't she? Yeah. 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 Well, that was, that was the thing when I saw her in Melbourne, I think, what the what the hell's this? You know, that whole thing. She's, you know, oh, i talking about what a legend she is and all that about it So you sort of think this is, this is like, this is come this is coming from somewhere else. And I, you know, I mean, if you sat down and talked to her, she'd, she'd say, well, I'm just a fan of this and I'm inspired by that, but I, I I don't know. And that, that you don't see, you really don't see that very often. And um, yeah. Yeah. But Lou, Look, Lou, Lou, on, Lou, would be on in that, in that slot. Yeah. Lou would, Lou would be a, a
0: dream in that slot. And also, the thing with Lou is, it's that thing of it has taken years and years and years of gigging night after night after yeah. night to get to that point where she has such a, a unique voice. You know, it's not the yeah, sort yeah. of thing that that has not come up, come easily, has it? She's no. She's back. She's battle hardened of it uh, for yeah, it because um, you, because you
1: can start off with that as what you want to do, but you've then got to knock the edges off it to, or or for increase the edges or whatever. Find a way to transmit it on stage, and that's what she's obviously she's obviously worked really really hard at that. So yeah, uh, and that you, you know um, Barry Barry
0: Cryer used to phone yeah. Harry Hill after every epi- episode of Alien Fun Capsule and say, um, "Thanks for doing silly Harry. We miss yeah. silly." And I and I know exactly what Barry Cryer meant. And Lou yeah. Sanders is uh, is very much at the vanguard of because there's not in, there's probably not enough quote
1: marks silly and yeah. and the fact that Lou's doing silly and daft is I is couldn't ag- I couldn't agree with that more. That that's such an it's so important. You know when you when you hear people talk about edge and the sort of endless zero sum game arguments about edge and debate about edge and. Punching up, punching down, all that. Well, could we just be silly? Could we, you, could we be silly, please? You know, and I think, I, 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 you know, I, I think a lot of what I'm doing with the pub landlord is silly, as much as anything else, because it's preposterous, um, so much of it. And and I think, yeah, I mean, Barry, Barry was absolutely right, and and you know, it, it, there are, I mean, obviously there's some very, there are some big people being silly. So you know, Vic and Bob and Harry, so people who make it work. And have made it work firmly in the mainstream, always, which is always puzzles me as to why supposedly the mainstream is meant to be so resistant to it because it's so it's so you know, especially when you've got a thing like Alien Fun, Fun Cups where it looks like a panel show, um, as the geography or grammar of a panel show, but isn't. It's, it's It's Harry Dicking about.
0: There's not, but there's not enough. We would struggle, I think, to name
1: ten current acts who are doing silly. Yeah. But, but, and on a bit but on a big platform you know like where they're where they're where they've been allowed they've been allowed to be silly i mean i suppose you could argue that taskmaster is a sort of baroque a baroque act of silliness
0: great show um uh,
1: uh and that fundamentally it's a silly show um uh but you know the the, the way they've in a, in a way the because alex is very silly he's a he's a very silly comedian but the way they've had to sort of build this scaffolding around it to present silly to people is interesting in itself i think and says says something for that that people not having confidence in silly in a way that you've got to you've got to do it as a game show or, or like shooting stars where it's apparently a panel show or finding capsule or tv burp which is very silly, but supposedly a TV clip show. You compare TV Burke to say Tarrant on TV, which essentially they're essentially the same program, but the way Harry's, you know, changed the desktop or reskinned it, you know, is um, is radical and, th- and done through silliness rather than just like here's a TV clip, laugh at the TV clip, you know. I Harry was so- going here's why you should laugh at the TV clip because I found something else in it
0: because I I'm mean silly,
1: you know. I-, I can still remember to this day the clip.
0: Have you noticed how people start to look like their own stereo, and then it oh. jump cuts to Emma Dale, and it's a guy at the forefront of the camera, and over his shoulder there is a stereo w- that looks exactly like his face, and you're like, again, so much work has gone into make yeah. that silly work, you know? Yeah, 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 whole thing, yeah. Right, awesome. So who would who would close the gig out? Steve Martin. Oh, mate. So our our Venn diagram cross. There's a lot of cross on our Venn yeah. diagram, Al, uh, and Steve Martin is 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 one of the parts where the where there is a, a big overlap. Yeah. What what what, uh, what is it that you love about Steve Martin?
1: Well, I I he's one of the few comedians. Um, when I was sort of nineteen, twenty, and getting into doing performing stuff, um, he was one of the few comedians. Basically, you had a video out for a start. You know, a VHS, and a friend had it. And we would, and also he was breaking through as a film star. So I think Roxanne was in 1987. So you'd had sort of the jerk, man with two brains, um, pennies from heaven, which I didn't, which I didn't see. Um, But I was just into this guy and into this again, because he was, and it's silliness again, I think. And also he performed in a tonight's the night way, the way he wore three piece sort of safari suit. So the idea was he was the best dressed person in the room. Like, although in stupid clothes, um, all that and his precision. I mean, you know, he's one of those people I admire because it would obviously would have been the same every night, must have been without fail. Yeah, because you you get the feeling he's a very controlled person. You could, and and just his body language tells you that. And he's and he's also having fun with the fact that he's a very controlled person. It's really, it's just he's so interesting. Um, And I watched that live at Hollywood Bowl, probably probably 30 times, you know, drinking drinking cans with a mate and we'd watch it. And then we'd watch, we'd watch plane trains and automobiles again. And and there's just something about him. And and also there was the the, the fantastic mystery that he'd stopped doing stand-up. this incredibly compelling mystery that Steve Martin had quit, you know, gave up on it, went to be a movie star. And then there's that book, Born Standing Up, where he explains why he stopped. And it basically is because he'd conquered it completely and also hated touring. But there's just something about him it was that was it, was it was he was so he, he was so different to what was to what was happening in alternative comedy at the time, and I don't know. I saw him. I went to see him when he brought his bluegrass band over. I it was about twelve years, 11 years ago. Eleven years ago, I went and saw him. at hammersmith Apollo, you know, which was sort of two thirds full, which was disappointing in itself. And he did a, in in that show. They played a lot of music, and he's a brilliant. He's a brilliant. Bangeleli player, but they did, he, he across that show to, to our show, he probably did 25 minutes stand up. And Are it was you joking. Yeah, no, and it was, you know, because he, he'd do the in between the numbers stuff. So more, more fool to us who weren't there. Well, kind of, I think. And it was, it was astonishing. And they, and, and they were, they were going to, they were, him and Martin short were out to play the UK um, in March 2020. And it obviously, they, they, as the pandemic was breaking out the far east they said we're not going to we're not going to come to the uk i'm afraid but they, they said it, they were funny about it. it's because we're old and we're old and decrepit and you know the, and 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 we've got the air miles we don't need them and all that they were funny about it but they but they they put it on hold and i think it'll never happen again and i don't know if you watched only murders in the building over the over the yeah. um over the so i watched that with my family and um and my other you know willow who's mine she's 19 now we were watching it and you know she didn't know who steve martin was i think i'd made her watch planes of trains almost most bills when she was a kid and probably made her watch three amigos but she didn't she hadn't registered who he was and then we get to the end of the series and we spent two three hours going through youtube picking out um you know him and him and martin short as a double act when they go on a talk show it's just it's so entertaining because they're playing themselves and they're doing lines and the and and he's just so he's got this sort of essence of funny thing about him, um, and I know he's not to everyone's taste. That's the other thing. But if if I'm booking this gig, I'll ever want them at the end.
0: <laughs> I mean uh, Terry, Terry Alderton, you, um, you might have heard this story. He 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 sort of like had a he, he almost a, a borderline breakdown, borderline epiphany on stage. Yeah, how he used to be, and he said he read Born Standing Up. Yeah. And he said, did he say there's three golden rules of comedy in that book? And he said, so I'd read the book. I talked to him about this. And I said, oh, I've I've read the book. And he said, no, you've got to do do the audio book. And so I did the audio book. And uh, so I would say anyone remotely interested in comedy, do the audio book Uh. of Born Standing Up. And
1: uh, maybe I should do that because I read, I read the book. I mean, I read the book um, when I was, because t- I've only done one arena tour and I really didn't enjoy myself at all. But uh, the, the other, there were contingent facts on that. But anyway, I got to the end of the tour. And as I was getting to the end of the tour, I was reading Born Standing Up where he basically said, the great mistake I made with the arena shows was I wanted to do my comedy in the way I wanted to do it. And I'd worked very hard at it and developed a thing and I was bloody well going to stick to it. But actually they were all just there to have a party and you're the host and that's the way to run a gig like that. You've got to come on, we're having a party. Give them that line they want to hear. Don't, don't, don't churl about it. Give them the stuff they want. Cause you're hosting a great big party. and Everyone's there to let their hair down. Spill beers, have fun rather than pay attention to every brilliant word. Yeah. And I read that. The evening of my second gig at the O2, which is the last of my arena gigs. I thought, oh, you fucking idiot. <laughs> Cause I'd been that touring show. I'd been quite hardcore about sticking to some ideas. I was bloody well going to stick to. And actually I should have let my, I should have, should have cut myself and then some slack a bit. And I, and, and I, it was one of those things where you read this, I'd read this book basically six weeks too late.
0: <laughs> like, yeah, sure. Damn, damn it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: You know, uh, cause he, cause I just think, and he's, you know, he's, he's, a, he, that book is astonishing. Cause also that's, it starts with him going, this is just what happened to me. It won't be what happens to you. If you become a comedian or it won't relate to anyone else's life. And you're reading it and yeah, that happened to me. Or that's that event in his life that's this event in mine and that thing of when you find your voice as a comedian and you and then it as a writer particularly and then it coincides with your ability to perform so your writing voice and your performing voice coincide and then and then it's like I mean what we were just talking about with Lou is that is that 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 everything comes into view and it gets easier to write gets easier to perform things because you you go all right okay I've got this the things are the two things are working together, and he really talks about that in the book. Is that he's really t- trying terribly hard, he can't quite make it work, and it's it's because he hasn't figured out how to perform the ideas. It's not the ideas are crap; it's that he hasn't figured out how to deliver them, or it's or it's or it's vice or it's vice versa. The performance is great; the ideas are a bit a bit not quite ready yet. You know, he, he, it's fascinating. He had a, he he had a huge influence on Always Be Comedy
0: because in that book he says how. The chairs at a gig yeah. must never be comfortable. They must they must actually be quite uncomfortable, so that a cra- so that the crowd I'm doing yeah. it now are sat upright and they are paying full attention. Yeah. And so whenever they've got new chairs at the Tommy Field, yeah. my key instruction has always been: do not make those chairs comfortable. I don't. And that you know, I'll, I'll get a laugh off of Tom at the venue, and I'm like, I'm great. Yeah. I'm serious about this. I remember doing a gig. It was a university gig, and I got there, and it was sofas at the front. Oh, I no, went, no, 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 no. And I was going, mate, but like, please, please, please do not have the sofas at the front. And he, he wouldn't listen. He was quite headstrong about it. Yeah. And I, and, I, and I quoted Steve Martin. I was like, mate, you've got to trust me. You need them to be uncomfortable. If you've got the sofas, put them at the back, because yeah. what will happen is they'll have no energy and it will spread through yeah. the gig. I'm sorry. I, I said like Alan Partridge. Suffice yeah. to say, I was yeah, correct. Yeah,
1: yeah, I had the last laugh. Yeah. It, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And
0: it was well. I mean, there were, there were no last night, like, the laughs
1: night the front row,
0: there were every single person was that like horizontal. I mean, it was. Yeah. It would have been physically impossible for them to make a
1: noise. You know, it was funny because I I did um uh, a gig at I was in Bexhill, Bex Hill, and see th- four three three four weeks ago, and I'd done a gig in the pandemic there, where um they were all sat on sofas and all spread out and everything. And so we're driving down to Bexhill the second time. And I'm thinking to myself, I hate this. I hate this room. I hate this room. It's got no energy in it. It's got no people in it. It's just, it's just, it's flat. And I went, I was on last. And, and two, two, I think two comics performing, because it was a bill, had had a, they'd had a tough time. They'd had yeah. a, they'd had a like, you know, like blood out of a stone yeah. uh, time. And then I kind of, I did, and I, I know I went better because I was better known. I just know that. Um And, and yet, so when we went there, the second time, you know, they're in proper rows of proper awkward seats. And it was fantastic, but it is that thing. If there are couches, Mate. forget it, just forget it. For, cancel the gig, just let everyone, if everyone wants to lounge around and drink, let them. Don't in, don't interrupt their um, their fun by putting on a comedy night. I mean, it's a, a disastrous policy. There, there was there was a couple of this gig, Jake Lambert was was the act
0: who, yeah. who said it. So I, so I was doing crowd work up top and I said to a guy, he was with his girlfriend, I says, what's your name? And I, it had been a struggle and the guy goes chip and I'm not saying this is the greatest lib ever but no, I said no. it I said it very I, it was very quick and I turned to the girlfriend and I says if your name's pin we've got a gig right yeah, yeah and yeah. Jake Lambert laughed but yeah. said to me at the break he said when that got nothing he says I knew that this <laughs> I knew that we' were in for a long night because it got not like neg- joy, like
1: <laughs> I really got negative energy
0: joy vacuum you know <laughs> um but the, the Steve Martin as well. Is and I'm not trying to sound like some sort of old fogey here. I I don't think younger listeners would I mean that, that is exactly how to sound like an old fogey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But younger listeners would not appreciate A, just how huge this guy was. I think he was the first proper rock star of comedy in terms yeah. of playing these enormous. Yeah, oh, yeah. And yeah, then absolutely. when he stopped doing stand-up, that to a comedy fan was like the it was like the Beatles breaking up. Yeah. Uh, and the fact that he walked away while he was at the, the the peak of his powers, yeah, yeah. And the big thing was, when is he going to come back? When is he going to come back? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're talking. Um, I would say in the history of entertainment, you would put Steve Martin is in the same conversation
1: as the likes of Chaplin. I would have thought. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think so. I, I think. I think that's absolutely right. And, um, you know, in terms of how. From the start of the seventies to the end of the seventies, the, the growth of the growth of what he was doing, and the, and that it became phenomenal. I mean, in in Born Standing Up, there's that list of the gigs he's doing. There's a, there's a he, he prints a list, publishes a list of, you know, and it's like afternoon, early show, late show at, at Madison Square Gardens, like for a fortnight. It's that. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm I may be I may be exaggerating, but but only but only sli- slightly. And this is why the guy's got Picassos. In his, um, you know, <laughs> in, in his Correct. lounge, you know, uh, 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 and by the time he quit stand up, he was made. He was, he, he didn't need to do anything else, but got more interested. Obviously, became interested in making films. But yeah, I mean, he's he. he you're right. I don't think I don't think he might he might not be on people's ra- younger people's radio at all as a stand up comic at all. But he really was, um, you know, completely. Uh, he was gigantic, and that that that. That whole thing of, um, and this is the this is when he's earning, you know, he's earning a million dollars when a million dollars was was a million dollars, you know, like, um, you know, nineteen seventies million dollars, where he's really making tons and tons of money, and but also is utterly unique. He's sticking to what he wants to do, and really not bet not really bending in 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 the face of uh, stuff as far as as far as I can tell. And also, what's interesting about him is he's not. It's not controversial. It's not comedy as edge the boundaries he was pushing with the boundaries of being silly it's yeah. the thing the other mistake people make when they talk comedy is about pushing the boundaries they think that means rude jokes it doesn't it means finding other ways to be funny about things in all the different ways you can be funny about things and and you know it's that because he was never he was it was always a guest on Saturday Night Live he was never actually on it that's correct he? that's right yeah. Uh, yeah um which is quite interesting because because he's seen as sort of part of that crew but actually he was he was always adjacent to it which is i think how he retained his voice and control over his stuff and preserved what he was doing but that that swimming thing where he's doing it even know, that's I deliberate know. even that is a deliberate thing oh yeah yeah to yeah, yeah. So yeah. not actually be part
0: of the you know growing up as a comedy anorak i would assume that he was part of that bill yeah. murray you know that era no he wasn't he deliberately wasn't he would come on as guest host or
1: do stuff yeah yeah and successfully sitting to one side of it, so he yeah. got all the. So he got all the. You know, he didn't. He didn't submerge into it because you know. I think certainly in life, such an interesting thing is we don't have anything like that here, and and there've been attempts and they've always failed. Which don't have that kind of rep company, you know, on late so you could so they could do what they want. None of none of that. None of that even possibly exists here. And you know, and it spits films out, film stars out from time to time. But then there's plenty of people who, I think. It doesn't quite happen like that. That's right. And yet, and yet he, that he was able to, you know, because people did think he was on, Did they did think he was a Saturday Night Live person. He never was. He was yeah. always, a, you know, a part and not a part of it. And I think that's also, that's what he liked. That's, that's what his, his situation kind of is. I mean, I, I, I mean, he's just, I mean, I, you know, I'd love to meet the guy. I wouldn't, although I wouldn't know what to say. I'd, um, uh, I'd, I'd muff it like I have most of my, um, Heroic encounters in my life, I've made a mess of them. And uh, uh, and I would just love to see him do, you know, he could do it he could, he could do as long as he wants, but if he just wants to do a tight 20, I'd be happy with that. <laughs> I think, also, I think if we if, let's say we, we let's say we meet him out, he comes into the Tommy, yeah. Tommy field for fish yeah. and chips.
0: I think the, the I think the key with chatting with him, I think would be about say Picasso rather yeah. than yeah. you'd have to come at it from a, a different angle. Cause what he I read there was a really the person I'm interviewing did a really good job. But they said that uh, she'd interviewed him and Martin Short, and I think started the yeah. interview, quoting their favourite stuff at them, and yeah. she said that they just like smiled politely. You know, you could tell they were
1: thinking, "Yeah, we whatever." Yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. Yeah, this isn't the conversation we're here for. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean it's yeah. I mean that that I met. I'm, I'm going to drop a fat name here. I once met Paul McCartney at a thing. Right? Stop it! And because uh, I used to host the Q Awards. Um, uh, a long time ago, and Macca was, you know, Macca was being made a sort of icon god of all time, because they sort of basically treadmill of, or conveyor belt of people being promoted from being uh, icons to gods as they got older, it was, you know, you yeah. see, a generational thing. Going. And anyway, there's Macca, and I'd been to see him at Hyde Park like a couple of years before with my kids, who didn't, you know, it's that thing, they don't know who Paul McCartney is, but they know all the Beatles songs, because that's the place the Beatles occupy in culture, right? So I'm stood there and he goes, Oh, I really enjoyed the show, man. You know, great job, you know, really, I it was really, really good fun, you know, and he's, and he's little as well. Um, and, but I'm a big lump and I you know, really enjoyed, it, man. And I said, Oh, Paul, um, you know, I just want to say, uh, you know, thank you. Obviously thank you for, thank you, know, thank you for the music. I said, I'll be corny. Thank you. I said, and the thing is, we came to see you a couple of years ago at Hyde Park. Oh, well, right, okay. Yeah. That was a great show. We really enjoyed that. I said, yeah, it's really fantastic. And, um, you know, my kids, they didn't know who the Beatles were. Oh, OK. And uh, But they knew the music. And you could see him thinking, I have been, I have, don't, don't waste my time with this. I've heard this a billion times. You, and it's not like, it, it almost felt like he was, he was disappointed to have that conversation again after all this time. Like that, that that's the conversation. Everyone does that to him rather than go. God, what, what, I mean, even rather than go, what do you think about Liverpool's, Liverpool's chances in the cup? You know what I mean? That's what, that's what you want. I know want exactly to, what you mean. You want to just treat him treat him like, you know. Mate, I, to, know to, I, I mean? was interviewed Kareem
0: Abdul-Jabbar, right? Yeah. Now, I don't know very much about basketball. So instead, by the way, I was warned before the interview, like, oh, this could be. Uh, You're sticky, yeah. So we instead talked about airplane and Bruce Lee and Steve yeah. McQueen. Yeah. My god, it was one of the it's one of the best interviews I've ever been involved in. Because yeah. he never talks. He's used to American sports writers. Uh there was a game against the uh Bath Cell in the third quarter, you yeah, got a yeah. pass to so he's like oh, he's having that Beatles he's having the McCartney chat yeah. and then I yeah. I go is it true that Bruce Lee performed the one-inch punch on James Coburn? And he goes, "I was in the room," and then he tells the story. Oh yeah, said, you know, James Coburn didn't believe it was a thing, and then Bruce Lee was like, "I'm telling you." It. And the story goes is that he did the one-inch punch. He said Coburn flies over this armchair. You know, <laughs> Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is in stitches of like, you know, but because when you get these guys on things, they
1: never talk about. That's where they open up. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, because because you know they have a. They've been asked this a million. They've been asked this a million times. I mean, it's when people say, "Where do you get your ideas from?" I'm like, oh, I don't know. Have you ever seen that running know. joke? You've seen that running joke
0: on uh, God bless the you know the late great Norm Macdonald. But he used to have this YouTube show, and he had a sidekick, and the running gag was the sidekick asking the guest where do you get your ideas from. So those who'd seen the show would get that it was a joke, yeah. but a couple of the times the guest was like the one with uh, uh, Super Dave Bob. Yeah. Bob yeah. uh, Eisenstein, is it yeah, passed, yeah. Away, passed away a few months ago? Yeah. And he like, he actually looks down the barrel of the camera as if to say, "You better be fucking kidding me." <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, now I've got I've got to say this this episode could go out. It, I mean, it will go out in its entirety. There's nothing to be cut from this Al, because you've you <laughs> you basically roofed the gig, right? But <laughs> but very quickly um is there is there an incident that you would love to happen something that had happened at a gig that you would love to replicate your favorite ever the thing with you is you've got a, you'll have a thousand of these but mm. maybe there was a favorite ever incident from a gig
1: well well there was a night in sydney um uh where there's a jazz there's a j- i can't come up with the club called the jazz club in the circular keys in the middle of the city and uh it had been, I've been at Melbourne and then I said, I want to play a gig in Sydney. And whoever booked it just hadn't really then, then done dotted the I's, whatever. Cause, cause that there's a period, I had a bit in the set at the time where I needed a piano and I went, I need a piano. And they get there and go, they're, and they're going, there's no piano, there's no piano at this gig. You get there, there's literally piano backstage, but it's too late. I can't have it. Right. Anyway. So what we, so we did a, I did a first set. So, or a first show. So did, you know, a couple of hours. And then I realized that it's like a jazz club where they don't leave. So, yeah.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Yeah. So the audience, I think probably 70% of the audience stayed. So uh, I'd done the show that I was match fit on. So I had to get the notes out because I always always have a... That's another gig ritual is I always in my jacket pocket have my set list. What, just in case? Just just there, got a set list with me. Yeah. And, 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 And if I haven't... Something's up. It feels wrong. Anyway, um, uh, and so I got the set list out because I have got them all. I had them all, and I relearned another two hours of material, revised the two hours of material in the in the I think forty five minute hour long turnaround, and went back out and did did a whole new whole fresh show. A <laughs> whole oh, different, oh, different God. show. God, I mean that's that's that is an and anxiety it, dream come to life. And it was and and it was it was. Fucking amazing, because because they were so tuned into me by then, and they you know they'd they'd stuck around. They were so tuned into me that the whole thing was just like, you're just like this is sort of a blissful experience. You 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 know what I mean? Whole thing, absolutely incredible. My old tour manager, Big Dave, was with me for that. And you well, I think we got away with that, mate. Like yeah, I think we did. I think we did get away with that. It was incredible. And I think that's one of the gigs. That was, I think, 2001. That's one of those things. It's really it's really stuck with me. That's like a core like, memory. As a core memory and and of the fun of the fun, the fun of the challenge of performing and pulling it off, you know. Because that's in the end what, what it all comes down to.
0: Because that's that is a I mean, I don't need the word potentially, that is a horror moment. Yeah. Where you realize, I've got to go back. It's not like going back out for encore, I've got to go back out and do another show. Yeah. Yeah. But to turn yeah. that horror moment. Yeah. I mean, I guess you take a, you would take a, a lot away from that because then that I guess that is not that you needed
1: it, but that's rubber stamped confirmation that you found your calling in life. Yeah, that you getting it right. And, and and I remember at the time just thinking, oh shit, rather uh, uh, oh shit, right, okay, let's get on with it, rather than what am I going to do, like panic. Um, and it and it also just being one of those evenings where everyone everyone you know the whole room's on the same page and the whole things fantastic and and I you know to go back to Steve Martin that idea that he used to dance audiences out into swimming pools and go to McDonald's with them all and all that it felt like that it felt like that kind of connection with an audience you know
0: that's great my mom went to go see Spike Milligan like years ago oh, maybe wow. in, the, in the 60s uh she said at the break he stood and he says right go. I mean this is great Guys, you grab yourselves uh, a, a drink, uh, and I'm going to stand here while you do it, and I'm going to play the trumpet. And so he, st- he stood. I mean, you won't want to go. You want. You won't want to go get a drink. So he stood and played the trumpet, and then
1: everyone filed out, got a drink, and then came back in. You know. Really, I saw him in Panto or Treasure Island or something when I was little, because my dad was a big, big Goons Milligan fan, and, and and I remember not really knowing what the hell was going on. This is he, he was Ben Gunn in. Um, I think I'm in mean, um Treasure Island, he came on going on about cheese. And there was a real like cue, what are we gonna do now? What well, do now? Exactly. And you could see the rest of the casting. Oh, like, here he comes. Because <laughs> 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 he's just not, derailing it. Yeah, he just doing what he wanted and, and it all being quite all over the place. But 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 I don't I I don't I don't properly remember. I don't I don't remember what he said or did. I just remember th- there was a play and then this sort of bloke in it, being re- being really mad. And my dad you know, wiping the tears away. Amazing. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, one of the things is it, 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 one of those, it's a thing with music. And it, it, you, I mean, you know, we talked about this, kind of mentioned this before, living in an age where you can, where you, there is video of people that, there's film, there's footage of people this funny and this amazing. And I feel this often about music is, you know, we're, we live in this extraordinary age where we can hear virtuoso players from 100 years ago now you know, or who were born hundred years ago. Now, yeah, you know that, that 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 we live in this age, thanks to you know modern modern communications technology and all that. Is you that you can watch Steve Martin in 1979 and feel it as fresh as a daisy, or a Buddy Rich concert from the 60s, or or even uh, and current people who are brilliant who and, and that somehow we're really fortunate because these things are being saved rather than simply vanishing. You know, because comedy comedy was the comedy after all. You have to be there, don't you? Uh, it's, was the main thing about comedy? You have got, got to be there, and, and we're able to be there
0: um, in, right. in
1: places that we that we never would be. That's superb. Uh, in, is there an incident you'd love to erase? Your least favourite incident from a from a gig? Royal Variety Show, the last one I did, where I'd lost my voice in the afternoon, and they made me go on anyway. Oh wow!
0: And I was talking like that,
1: and it was a disaster. And I I wish I'd simply said, "I can't speak. I'm not going on." That's your problem. But the but the issue is your front of tabs at the roll. So they're changing, they're changing um scenery behind you. And it was too late. And I tried everything. I was like sort of mainlining manuka honey all afternoon. And I went on and all mm, like that. And um, and, and the, the annoying thing was I'd had two good ones before that, two really, really good ones before that, where they'd gone great in, in London and in Edinburgh. And it was in Liverpool. And I and I remember it being, it was just a complete, it's essentially a complete. So it, a sort of paradigmatic disaster um, as a performance. And if I could, if we could time machine that out of the way, yeah. And also the thing, I mean, once the voice is gone and you can do all
0: this, you can buy any spray in the land. Yeah. T- you know, take any lozenger that's out there, but once it's gone, it, the only thing is it, it yeah. needs rest, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. And then what happens is,
1: because you're concentrating on trying to make your voice work. You're not concentrating you're not on the- concentra- You're not dealing with the gig in any meaningful sense at all. You're not thinking about what, you're not, you're not, you're not, senses aren't on the room and your instincts aren't on the room and the material and the situation at all. You're just thinking, I can't speak. And that, that's, you know. Every thought in your head is just focusing on
0: what's my voice like.
1: Yeah. 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 And I remember, you know, polite applause at the end, but I'd, I'd, I'd essentially, I'd essentially put it in the, put it in the ditch and I should have, I should have in the afternoon, just, said i'm not coming out my hotel room your your problem because i'll be shit make your show look shit um and you'd rather i'd rather have an argument with you you know and i didn't i don't know why i didn't i felt you you sort of feel a bit caught in a juggernaut on a show like that you feel like you know that the, 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 when it starts it's sort of it's like have you ever been parachuting um when you go parachuting you know you, you're in a queue in the airplane the first person jumps out you think oh it's miles off for me and then the next one goes out, and you think, oh, it's getting a bit close. And next one. And th- it's like that. That big, mate, that's a great analogy. Big show like that. And th- and, and you're at the back of the airplane, and suddenly at the door, and you go, out the door like that. There's nothing you can do about it. And it felt like that. I don't know what you could have done. I mean nothing. I should, I, I mean, I I should have I, I mean I should have got my manager and they should have done an avalon on it. Um, but um I, it's sort of it, it's not really my style. So I, I I don't know. It was a big it was I think of it now every now and again. And it was a big, mis- it was a big mistake. I should have, I should have said, actually, I, I'm protecting myself, you know, and, and i and protecting my voice and, and all, and all that. You know what I mean? Cause voice. cause if you, if, cause the other thing is if you, if you're losing your voice and you force it, you can kill it, you can kill it forever. Like, like blow it. And then, and then you're, then you're in another on another planet of problems. I mean, that's, that's potential, car- a
0: potential career ender B if if Usain Bolt rips his hamstring on the eve of the
1: hundred meters, he's not running the hundred meters. No, 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 exactly, exactly. But there, but but you know, there's a lot of sort of, there's a lot of. Um, I mean, maybe after, maybe since the pandemic, this will have changed, you know, because people used to go to work with the cold, didn't they? Now they really, you really should be doing that. You Should be getting, should take the day off, get better. Do you have a post gig TV or movie or something else that helps you unwind? No, no, I don't. That's the one I don't really. We tend to get in the car and Adam has talk sport on. So we listen and so does to, that does we that help to the Andy Goldstein sports bar most evenings. <laughs> and does that does that do the trick
0: so that so, that, so you you
1: have Goldstein
0: talk sport in the car all the way home and then by the time you get home you're sufficiently unwound and you can go to sleep.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and that's just out of sheer relentless doing it all the time. I'm ve- yeah. I'm jealous isn't the right word. I mean all of that because even
0: if I let's say I have a, a block of Let's say warm ups. Yeah, the adrenaline is still coursing through me, so that not only can I not sleep, but I then wake up
1: super early the the next hour. I've
0: got it. Yeah, both sides. You know. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: I, I've just put myself. Um. Uh. I've put myself into this sort of. Once the gig's over, the you know, it, it's it's sort of like it's it's kind of like the 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 you know the, the the reciprocal of before the show. You know, it's all very calm and all that. Come off try to go back to try to go back to that. Um, cause I, cause I, cause otherwise it's go, otherwise it is go out, you know, um, stay up much too late, wreck the, wreck the following morning and all that. And one of the things I find frustrating about touring is if you're doing it a lot, it's very hard to get anything else done, um, uh, to concentrate on anything else. So, so it's all, it's kind of about being able to, being able to salvage something for the next day, I think, if anything.
0: is, is there, Now I'm asking, maybe I'm asking for selfish reasons here, is there, is there something I can do? Do I need to almost mentally say, right, that gig or record or whatever it might be, that is now stored away in the annals of history
1: and then just try and look forward rather than... Yeah, next one. All right, that was good. Next one. What, what's the next one? Think about the next one. or whatever the next, next thing to have to deal with right in front of me is. I mean, I, I, I very often don't know, you know, I, I, I've got four shows this week. I know that, but I don't really know where they are. I haven't looked at the, I haven't memorized the itinerary. But but no, after the show, it's just trying to come plot back down to normal. I, it works, it works, works eighty percent of the time. Sometimes you want to go out, sit up and talk about things, but generally, like it's off. And you can you can't, you
0: know. To um, and I, I know for a fact that Steve Martin didn't go in for this sort of stuff. I think, in fact, bring back Steve Martin. He in the book he says that he once had, I think, a beer. Before yeah. a show, listen yeah. back to the tape, could hear himself slur. Yeah, yeah. Ever yeah. drank before a, yeah, a yeah, show? it off
1: forever. Yeah, yeah.
0: But you can yeah. see why the 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 acroids and the belouches of this world, after a gig, to take the edge off, got into
1: yeah. that party yeah. mode. Yeah, 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 yeah. And also, you know, if you're when you're young and. You're young and you start making money. You're going to party, aren't you? I mean, it's as, it's as much to do with that as anything else. I think as the professional, the uh, adrenalised situations. You know, I think uh, if you've suddenly got access to tons of money, something might go up your nose if you're young. I don't know. I've never, I've never sort of. I mean, I mean, you're sober, but drink drinking is the thing I do. Is uh, uh, but I try not to. Definitely try not to before. Definitely not before a show. Um, because it's, my addiction is the first thing that goes, so uh, and you know you're you're essentially fighting with your words. And why would you do why would you do that to yourself? Because my addiction, if I if, if even a half a pint, my addiction goes. It's like when I play the drums. If I have half a pint before I play the drums, some some internal coordination thing goes. No, not tonight. You're not having that. Sorry, game over. And it and it's the it's that. So I could see it's interesting that that's the thing that Steve Martin noticed was his diction was slightly out just that you know gap between thought and word is um uh widened by booze and that's the thing we need that's what we're relying on you know exactly absolutely yeah, yeah. i
0: mean I, I would say i just i just couldn't juggle uh that lifestyle with multiple gigs ian morris a guy i know you know but i've been friends yeah. with ian since my 20s and i yeah. was i was open mic or maybe yeah open mic and he said to me, how many gigs a week are you doing? And I said, two or three. And Ian Morris, I was expecting like a round of applause. And he just, blank face, just pointed up in the air as if to say, you need to up your fucking game. Yeah. And that, that was the last night I ever touched alcohol, January the 11th, 2011. Really? Just from Ian Morris pointing in the, to the sky. Fascinating. I, uh, on behalf of, uh, of Tim and myself, thank you so oh, much. My that pleasure, was... my
1: absolute pleasure.
0: Huge and heartfelt thanks to the great Al Murray, a huge inspiration and a, a colossus of comedy. Tim, do you have a, a favourite Al Murray memory? I do. It's something we didn't mention in the intro. It's last week we had two Legends of Lockdown, and during lockdown, another regular show we did was Al Murray's online pub quiz, his Lockdown Lock-In. It was a pub quiz we did every week. Uh, we had lots of rounds, Al Murray the quiz master. Al Murray doing crowd work with an online front row astonishing and a round where we'd watch a clip from Colombo every week and ask questions about it. It was superb. If I may say so, it was incredible. And we, you know, it was, it was, it was a bit like coming up with a format in the way, you know, it was, it was was like being a TV producer in that we, we came up with this format. We, we, the three of us, we always wanted to get the balance, right. We all agreed on the Colombo thing. (laughs) Those Columbo clips were a triumph. I have newfound respect for Peter Falk, who I've always loved, but now think is like a truly special talent. There are some, I tell you what, there are some amazing episodes of Columbo. Hang on, I'm I'm not supposed to be plugging Columbo, but there are some amazing episodes of Columbo out there. And so what we would do with the clips was we'd try to find some weird and wonderful stuff. And if there was a guest star, all the better. And some of the guest stars that, that they've had, the likes of Johnny Cash and Leonard Nimoy, uh, and on and on and on. God, I, I look, Tim. I totally forgotten about. We we never mentioned lockdown lock-in in, at the start, and now you've said it. It all comes flooding back. Um, so brilliant, so brilliant. Al was so brilliant. Al is so brilliant. Even down to the the, the tech check before the show. <laughs> him chatting with my two young girls. Lovely. You know, as a, a dad himself. He, he he's great with all that. I remember one of my girls telling him a joke that obviously made no sense because she'd, she'd have been like four at the time and he laughed his head off because it made no sense and then very sweetly said, I wouldn't open with it. Wonderful. Wonderful. <laughs> yeah, that is so nice. Um, yeah, just the best. My, my, well, I warmed up a TV show for him, Al Murray's Great British Pub Quiz and I, most people I work with are lovely. I'm working with Ian Sterling at the moment similar bracket, absolute angel of a human. But Al Murray, just so nice. And at the end of the run, I remember saying to him, go out, this has been great fun. You, you know, you're, you're such a lovely bloke. And he, I think because you're so lovely, it filters down. And it just means that everyone working on the show has had a lovely time. Uh, and I remember Al looking, it's like a measure of the man. He looked at me like what I was saying like he couldn't believe it, you know, because he was just being himself, I suppose. He wouldn't realize that he's gone above and beyond in terms of being lovely. But he did. He did use the phrase "You mustn't ever shit in the swimming pool," and I'm sorry for that mental image, if, especially if you're eating your breakfast. But if I, I, Tim, I'd like to think it always be comedy. We we absolutely go out of our way to keep the shit out of the swimming pool. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I hope so. Some, something I say a lot. It takes less effort to be nice than it does to be mean. What a horrible phrase! I'm never using that again. But it's no. It's true. It's it actually is, true. It so. Is. I know this isn't a business podcast, but if you do, what, a big thing that Tim and I, we're, we're, we are non-drama and we, 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 not only do we not like drama, we sort of, we hide in a bush to avoid any drama, but it is that same ethos of keeping the S word out of the swimming pool. And I think that's, that is good life advice. Yeah. Keep your own swimming pool. I'm turning to Drew Barrymore and I, and I quite like it. Keep your swimming pool clean and Life is a lot easier and happier that way, and uh, that was the way with Al Murray. God, that was that was fun times that and Al, Al was such a great host, so that would be mine. But I could pick so many. I mean, he, he could, you know, there are moments of his moments of Al Murray's crowd work were like instant classic comedy routines, you know, that's that's how brilliant his mind is. Um, so we are back, we are back next week with episode 11. Uh, I know we say it all the time, but huge and heartfelt thanks for listening, for getting in touch for reaching out, for collaring me at gigs. Uh, I'm warming up with Ian Sterling at the moment on Celebability and a couple collared me uh, in the audience and said that they listened to the podcast. And that was, can you believe that, Tim? Isn't that lovely? That's so lovely. That's so nice. Uh, So thank you very much to my mum and dad. Hey, Hey, undercut it with a gag. Undercut, (laughs) lovely sentiment with a gag. Um, Take care, guys. Have a great week. We'll see you next week. Thank you very much. You know, rate, review, subscribe. I was a bit needy to say it again at the end, but, you know, Uh, on behalf of Tim and myself, have a great week. (laughs) Bye-bye-bye-bye.